are listening to another episode of the Coach's Circle Podcast, brought to you by LifeCoachPath.com. Our goal is to explore all the different ways you can craft your own career in the fields of coaching, wellness, and mental health. Each episode features guests who offer an authentic perspective on their own unique career path and explores ways you might begin to craft your own. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit www.lifecoachpath.com. And now, here's your host, Brandon Baker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Coaches Circle podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Susan Kay. She is a sexologist, sex educator, intimacy coach, and surrogate partner specialist. She has offices in Austin and Philadelphia, and she is serving clients online as well. So hi, Susan. How are you? Hey, hi, Brandon. Great. Thank <laughs> Welcome you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Alrighty, so let's get right into it. Let's talk a little bit about just some basics, just so people understand who you are and what you do. So give us a rundown on your practice and the kinds of clients that uh, typically come to you and the challenges that, that they're facing. Hmm. Well, let's see, where do I start? It's a typical client, if I lump them all into one category are folks that are struggling with what's going on from what I call with what I call neck up and neck down issues. Mm. A lot of times there's incongruency about what their head is saying and what their bodies are doing. And in my world, what their bodies are also saying we have folks that come in that are struggling with sex and faith. We have folks that are struggling with late life virginity for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. We have folks, and when I say folks, I'm, I'm, cate- I'm not categorizing in any way for anyone that would not be a candidate for our work. They can be uh, gay, lesbian, them, those, hetero, mm-hmm. um, cross-dressers. We, we really have uh, a system that works with all diversities. And so those folks and on some of those challenges that folks face that are walking in bodies they don't feel comfortable in or people that are wanting to love differently – so anyone who has kind of an incongruency with what their thought life is, the neck up part, and what their bodies are wanting or asking and kind of being disconnected in several different ways and opportunities that we have to work with whatever they're struggling with where there's no where the, there's incongruency. Right, right. So you're, you you continue to mention that incongruency, which I want to emphasize a little bit. So what what are some of the techniques that you use with clients to try to overcome or try to correct some of those incongruencies? Um, and I guess the reason why I'm asking is because typically with with any kind of coaching or therapy, it's pretty much neck up, I guess, in your terminology, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, you know, blocks that might have, you know, found their way into the psyche from, 
you know, when you were much younger or even relatively recently in the case of a lot of trauma. Um, but with the case, you know, in, in the case of, you know, incongruencies with regards to sex, I wanted to discuss what, how do those techniques differ from more common, you know, neck up type of uh, issues that coaches deal with? Yeah. So we need to, I do an intake. I have my own intake that I've created that helps me to build what I call the thread. And that thread starts in uterine, really, and at birth. Like, did you come home with mom from the hospital or did you have to stay back and have some further medical treatment or did mom have to stay back? So there wasn't that nurturing that that is what we say, uh, the we, the big we, mm-hmm. is the, the best situation for mom and child to bond and to feel that nurturing. So I follow the thread from birth to the person sitting in front of me of how their connection to their body started with that birthing and then the first five years where you're reading your world with your senses and things get anchored in like little computers you know we're downloading how we feel the smells the taste the sounds um do mom and dad love each other do i feel secure do they love me do i feel safe or is there trauma in the home is mom and dad fighting all the time and i take it on I can follow this thread through their dating, their initial attractions and dating, and the relationships that they choose. And that's who is sitting in front of me. And when I follow this thread through and I can say, look at this, this happened here, this happened here, and it's all build you to be here. It just gives people a sense of, wow, I can, I can now manage this or can get in control of it. And so how we, whatever it is, so how we do that. So that's kind of the neck up piece. And I start to look at, okay, what do we need here? Do we start them with uh, breath work, like just to get them to quiet down and maybe notice and feel breath in their bodies? Do we do uh, cuddle therapy, which is completely close on all about nurturing and getting some of that early nurturing that was missed um, locked into their um, sensuality locked into that feeling that we have from being safe and being uh, cared for and nurtured so we want to get back to those early uh, breakdowns and that's where we bring the neck up and the neck down together. We have all we have toolboxes. I tell clients, you're going to go away from here with the toolbox of tricks and games mm-hmm. and opportunities and options on how do we get you out of your head into your body and then form that congruency. Because first we have to get you with you. That's it. That's the congruency. Then we get you with other. Right, right. So... I know from my understanding of classical psychotherapy, there's a lot of not only legal but ethical limitations um, with regards to touch. So I wanted to, I guess, 
ask you, you know, in your own practice, obviously, touch is an integral component of that. Um, I mean, after all, we are talking about sex and issues that surround that. So um, your path is more of the coaching path as opposed to the classical psychotherapy path. And I wanted to invite you to explain why you felt that that was the best path for you and for anybody who is looking to um, explore this field. You know, mm-hmm. what kind of mm-hmm. what, what, what kind of um, advice might you give to somebody who is looking to make a choice between these two divergent paths if they wanted to focus on on sex specifically? Yeah. Thank you. That's a really great question. It's the message that I, I always hope to be able to relay to folks that are looking at careers in this helping, supportive um, profession uh, of whatever we do, sex therapy, sex coaching, um, sexology, sex, uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many labels but the one, the reason I chose sexology, and I went out to San Francisco to get my master's doctorate after graduating Villanova um, with a degree in human services, uh, I realized that I was not going to be able to practice the way that I, I wanted to practice, which was using hands-on, if I went for a degreed program. So in a sexology um, degree, it, which is, was out of the Institute for Advanced Studies of Human Sexuality. Now, I think CIIS is the college out in San Francisco, the university that offers uh, more opened sex degrees, sex therapist degrees, where you don't have to get licensed. Licensing boards tell you how to run your practice. And they almost tell you in many ways how what kinds of clients you can work with, depending on your specialty or uh, the licensure. So I, I've been doing this work since 1985. I was a massage therapist, and I was brought into an office of, of two sex therapists who believed in the, the comprehensive wellness of bringing neck up and neck down or talk pros and touch pros together and I saw miracles Brandon I I could tell you a thousand stories but I will tell you one quickly Mm -hmm. is we were just kind of um, you know we were feeling our way through If, if folks are interested there's a book written by Barbara Brennan Hands of Light she wrote that back in the 70s uh, she was. She is a nurse. She's still practicing in Florida. She's still offering degrees. Um, who said she was a nurse? And she said you can't just do medical stuff with people. You have to also bring in the neck up. So she was working the opposite <laughs> of what we're looking at now. Is like we've got the, you know, the to bring the mind body together in a therapeutic process. She said we got to bring the body and the mind together in a therapeutic process. And so I had a client that came in and had walked with neck and shoulder pain as long as she can remember her entire life. She was like mid-30s. She'd gone through the, the medical profession, and they, they couldn't help her, wouldn't go away. They said, it's in your head. Go see a therapist. So she came in, met with Dr. Nettleton, and Dr. Nettleton said, you need to have a session with Susan. So she lined up an appointment with me, and 
came in. I was doing hands-on, working my way through Villanova, doing massage. And completely clothed, lays down, face down on the table. And I just started moving around and kind of feeling where was there, where could I feel heat? Where was the body pulling me or leading me? It's energy work, which some people say, well, I don't know about energy work, but <laughs> if you've experienced it, you know it, mm -hmm. either giving or receiving. Like, I don't know what I was doing back then. You know, this is the 80s. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, okay, it even spooked me out sometimes. But <laughs> so I just followed the path. She wasn't on the table eight minutes. And I laid my hands on her shoulder, neck and shoulder area. And I gave her permission, the, the body permission to let go or let me know or you know what's going on she started to raise her arms up overhead sobbing having memory of being strung up in the barn oh in a barn gosh. as a child now i tell that story everywhere i go and i could tell like i said i could tell you a thousand more but that was the first story that told me we were on to something that that touch element and was critical yeah. that touch element was critical i mean yeah. she could have sat in therapy for another two years and that's the thing that upsets me is when I have a client come in that's, that's a late life virgin, maybe somebody in there all the way from 35 to 70. We've worked with folks that are what we consider late life virgins, and they've been in therapy for two years, sitting across the desk talking about it. To me, that's unethical. When we know we can get hands-on, which is one of the reasons you also contacted me, is surrogate partner therapy, mm -hmm. which came out of the 60s, Masters and Johnson. If anybody saw the um, Masters of Sex series, that's who they were. And I actually worked for Masters and Johnson. I was a surrogate for them. And we saw miracles with being able to give a person a partner who didn't have a partner and didn't know how to get a partner through trauma, through religious trainings, through whatever somebody said to them or did to them at a young age, that thread I told you about, mm -hmm. it's in that thread <laughs> and I can track it yeah. and I can show it to them. And then it kind of lets them off the hook, like, okay, I'm not a bad person or I'm not being punished or I'm not, this is what happened to me. And that's where we go to work. We don't spend years with Freud and stuff on the, on the couch or table or whatever. <laughs> we start with, okay, here's what happened. Now, here's, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna set a plan in place and it's gonna include neck up folks because if they're still walking with trauma, they might need an EMDR therapist or some hypnotherapy or some therapy therapy. I work with 26 other therapists in Wayne, Pennsylvania, outside of Philly. So I can walk somebody down the hall, just like Carol walked somebody down that same very hall to me in 1985. So uh, yeah. I could go on, but am no, I answering your question? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That <laughs> was else? an amazing story that you mentioned earlier. And I'm actually, yes. I'm, I'm curious, I can tell why you tell it everywhere, because um, it, it just brings home the point so clearly. I wanted to ask you your opinion as to why you think, and this might be a, a huge question that maybe doesn't have a clear answer, but why you think that the body is able to, I don't know if the right word is repressed, but maybe put away some of those memories to the point that they are inaccessible 
with mm-hmm. you know typical um you know psychotherapy where you're just talking to somebody but now when mm-hmm. the body is involved with physical touch those memories are brought up to the surface why do you think mm-hmm. that is because we couldn't live with everything that happens to us like mentally yeah if we remembered everything that happened to us the the they out there say who we we couldn't we we wouldn't be able to do life like there's just birth itself is traumatic right so it's that the body keeps the score do you know this book the body it sounds familiar but i'm not sure yeah the body keeps the score you uh, everybody on your podcast here should take a look bessel Mm -hmm. van der kolk now this book just came out a couple of years ago but we saw this, as I'm telling you, back in 1985, when the, the cellular memory holds the memories rather than sending them up to the, the conscious mind or, you know, somewhere it is, could be in your subconscious mind. But how we get to those messages is through the body. Now, he goes into real scientific and... Uh, biologic kinds of explanations, but um, I, I see everything you just know it works about book <laughs> yeah. because I put hands on people. And I mean, just if I have a client in my office and I feel it's appropriate, I'll, I'll take their hand and do what's called a simple hand caress that comes out of Masters and Johnson sensate focus exercises and it's a totally different way that we view touch in our culture. We have touch wrapped up in touch to get something, like it's a goal. We teach touch to to, um, folks on the receiving end, to on the receiving end, to be the um, um, kind of a receiver with boundaries, and the giver to be a receiver with no boundaries and how that works is is that we communicate our boundaries and i tell everybody this i'm going to say it say it to you because it should be on your podcast here is communication is our largest sex organ Hmm. that's verbal and physical and so when we can speak to a partner and say may i touch your hair and your partner says Yes, you can touch my hair for three minutes and you set a timer and everyone knows when that time's going off and what the what we're doing here. We're not going to touch your hair and then grab your boobs, you know, which is like the honey. Do you want a massage kind yeah. of thing? Right. Yeah. Right. We know honey knows where the massage is going. <laughs> and and so, you know, it's it's the, it's a whole different world that gets opened up. When I touch someone's hand and I've set the boundaries, can I touch your fingers from here to here? And we're going to do it for three minutes. I'll set the clock. And I touch with abandonment because I know that they're okay with me being there. I know my boundaries and they can totally relax because they know the boundaries. And I touch to receive for me. People will look up after the clock goes off look at me, look at their hand, look at me, and look at their hand with tears in their eyes. 
because there's a purity that when you give with total presence and total abandonment, it's something we, we don't have access to in the way that we're taught to do our sexuality, to do our relationship life period, to do even um, touching and holding a child. It's lost to us in our culture. Right. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And actually, the the word that keeps coming to me when I hear the way you're describing touch is that you're speaking a different language. I mean, there's one type of language, which is what we current what we commonly understand is just talking, you know, but then when you touch, you don't have to even say anything necessarily, but you're still speaking to the mm. client in a different way. So mm-hmm. it's a completely different language that I, mm-hmm. I sympathize with, with therapists, you know, I guess the common understanding of therapy, you know, that they cannot just go and touch their client. It's, it's, it's not really something that um, the therapists have the luxury to do. So it's like a whole language that's being held from, it's like a tool in the toolbox that they cannot use. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really appreciative of, of the stories you're telling because I want anybody out there who is considering going down this path to just consider that. You know, um, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that, you know, classical uh, therapy is is without use. I mean, I think I don't think anybody would say that with regards Absolutely. to. Right. Yeah, but there are mm-hmm. certain limitations that with regards to sex and challenges surrounding sex can be very, very limiting. Um, and I think you've done an, an amazing job illustrating that. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you. So yeah. thank you for sharing. Mm, thank you for the opportunity and for understanding. Uh, I didn't have to explain very much to you. You're you're right there with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope listeners, I'm pretty sure listeners would be able to understand it um, as well. I think it's pretty intuitive. You know, if you're talking about mm-hmm. issues surrounding sex, how can those be um, tackled properly simply through talking? It's, it's like, it's, it's right. kind of like, you know, if you want to explain to somebody how delicious a certain food is, you can't just tell them. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, taste right. is not a verbal thing. It, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's apples and oranges. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I might quote you in my book in that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm writing a book called Am I Normal If? Because that's what I hear in my office always is people want to know, do they fit in that box called normal? And my answer is, let's. Let's explore what's natural for you because that's the you with you. And that's what we were so preached to and um, herded into a certain box that changes with fashion or changes with political agendas or changes with, you know, the, the, the groups that we, we partner with. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an elusive um, painful journey that people walk inside of am I normal if and so that's what my my book is about and that's what I address with with so many people from really the the, the wildest thing you think that I might have heard and people say to me you know, you know what's the wildest thing you've heard I'm like I, I really don't know I said, <laughs> but I think I've heard it all and I hope I've heard it all and then somebody comes in and <laughs> I haven't new. heard it all so, right. <laughs> so that we're we're just like flowers we're like nature we're all different and we don't 
un- appreciate and honor enough our differences and and eliminating touch from as you're saying you know like we we so miss out on a whole spectrum uh, and a language to explain and understand that spectrum and really it it goes back to ancient wisdoms if we study ancient um modal right Mm -hmm. it's there energy work is there uh different forms of chiropractic or you know things that were how we should eat that we're uncovering today uh it's just you know life i guess fashions go around and now um it's come back around the ancient wisdoms yeah you know i think one reason why the whole concept of touch hasn't been fully accepted with regards to coaching circles and you know surrounding all the topics we're talking about is because it's 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 poorly understood um and the unlike let's say you know trauma that you can uncover through speaking i think studies of human psychology have centered almost exclusively around um around you know classic therapy classic you know let's talk to each other and, and mm-hmm. uncover some of these uh, blocks that you might be having and the the root cause of them. But touch hasn't been studied to that extent. And so even though I am a very, very, very science-based person, like if it doesn't, if it's not backed by science, I don't believe it. That's kind of my philosophy on a lot of things. But I have spoken mm-hmm. to enough coaches and enough coaches who who do use touch as part of their practice. And I have heard enough stories at this point where I know there is something going on with touch mm. that we might not fully understand, um, but it's working. And I understand the need to explain everything from a scientific perspective, but people are hurting. And so if it's working, um, I guess you can leave it to the scientists to figure out why. You can leave it to the academics to figure out why. But if it's working, I see no reason to um, to not use it. And so I hope I hope listeners get that message from the stories you've shared and and yeah susan i I really appreciate your time today i think this was really informative and um i want to give you one last opportunity to share with our listeners where they can find you and um i know you mentioned the book that's coming out so anything Mm -hmm. you want to mention here um about how listeners can learn more about you well thank you for that and i just want to say one more thing um for you and your listeners i mentioned the body keeps the score which has your science in it and also back in the 60s ashley montague wrote a book called touching the human can i is it the human significance of the skin and it's also science-based so there's two uh resources that you could utilize okay yeah, yeah. So we do trainings. Um, we train neck up folks how to work in a neck down model, and we train neck down folks how to work with therapists and coaches and hypnotherapists, whoever's doing neck up. So uh, we teach the language, we teach the protocols. There's uh, a way that information is exchanged that we wrap up. The client, whether he's seeing one, two, three, or four different practitioners. So, um, yeah, we do offer trainings, and that will, well, it's coming out more in our uh, institute. Uh, it's, well, it's we have an institute that uh, holds 
an academy for classes and courses that's not quite finished yet, but you can find that under integrative mind body therapies.com. It's IMBT international.com also. Uh, my site is just drsusank.com. We have Instagram, we have um, uh, a YouTube channel. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook page. What's all the other? What did I miss? We <laughs> There's have a, a lot. Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have Emily here. I was like, here, do, put this wherever it should be. Uh, so, yeah. we, you know, we have all the accoutrements, and we're working through Venmo also to work on, to, to put the platforms up for the classes and courses will be through Venmo. And you sound very uh, well prepared for the COVID world. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is that. what we've been doing and we've been doing ever this since before COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, and one last thing, we do have a, a site for minormalif.com for the book. And if you sign up, give us your mailing address, you get a chance to win a signed copy Fine. of the book and also some tips um, and tricks from me. <laughs> so. Awesome. Awesome. I think <laughs> I think that's phenomenal. I, I, I really love what you're doing. Um, like I said, this is, well, before the show, I, I mentioned this is the first uh, sexologist we've had on the show, and I'm I'm really yeah, glad we got a honored. chance to talk. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Well, come join us. Come play with us, and um, come train with us. All we right. would love to have a new. We'd love to have a a New York connection. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I really appreciate your time, Susan. That was so informative. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for for your interest. All righty. We'll talk soon. Take care. Good. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Coaches Circle podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our show just as much as we enjoyed making it. If you'd like to check out a complete listing of all of the episodes on our show, head on over to lifecoachpath.com slash podcast. See you on the next one.